0: to another episode of the Through the Rim podcast. All basketball, all NBA coming at you. Got the boy EJ up in here. You heard? Hey, we got Pat up in here. What's going on? Hey, we got myself, Alec Kai. Here with this basketball talk of the week of NBA done. What's going on with y'all? How y'all doing?
1: Chilling, man. Chilling. Chilling. It's been, been a good weekend. A lot of basketball topics to go on, um... I forgot to say this on the last episode, but um, shout out to those boys at the Straight Gas Podcast. Y'all doing your thing over there. Appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, Everything good this week, you know. Happy to be here. Cool, cool, cool. No
0: problem, EJ. Glad to hear both y'all doing well. Glad we got Pat back on for another episode. Yeah, yes.
1: (laughs) Welcome back, welcome back. All right, let's get right into it. Oof! So, I'm not gonna lie, man. We gotta, we gotta cover the, the important news for this week. We got my man, diehard fan Kyrie Irving back, eligible to play all home games now. How y'all feel about it?
2: Uh well, you know that's that's a good look for the NBA. Good look for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, but you know, uh, it's good for the NBA. Like I said, it's good for the Nets. Um. You know, I was looking at the stats, uh, with Kyrie they're thirty six and eighteen and without him they're thirty and twenty three. So uh, you know, that's that's definitely a good look for Brooklyn to progress past the play in or whoever they're gonna come out of. So um Mill you know, so Eric man, remember I tell you I had a sizzle take for this topic. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, um I think there's some real backdoor stuff going on there. Um, you know, what a coincidence the mandate was lifted right when baseball season is started. And, you know, uh, something real like fishy about that whole thing to me, you know, right when baseball season started, all of a sudden the mandate is getting lifted. So, you know, I, I'm i not saying it's a race thing, nothing like that. I'm just saying that I thought it was real peculiar. And I think something behind closed doors really, really going in. A lot of those baseball dudes, that's old money. And, you know, um, uh, they, they I, I'm not going to get too political, but. Some real fishy going on there and I think it was not just coincidence that it got lifted right when baseball season started. But I'm happy Carrie's back because it's better for basketball.
1: Hey man. Speak your mind, bro. If you guys have something to the say, say it. That's a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know, I'll
2: keeping uh, chores more <laughs> basketball, but you know, that that is something well weird where it was going on there. I, I think it's more than what we know.
1: Hey, I feel that. Honestly, that's what the, a lot of people were saying, that the mandate was mainly lifted because um, people from, like, what was it, the Yankees and stuff like that? Like, that organization, organization, they weren't happy about it, this that, and the third. Because I guess they got a lot of unvaccinated players as well over there. And, you know, baseball's where the money's at, apparently. So, <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah, I feel like baseball is more of a red league and basketball is more of a blue league. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? word but um how you feel about alakai
0: um i mean from the outside sort of approach to it well how pat was kind of saying like you know it, it's overall it's wild i, I guess no, i won't go into really too much detail myself either but it is wild where it's like you know this whole debacle with the whole van, uh, mandate and stuff oh you got a mandate but you can't play but you can come to the game as a, as a spectator and you know it's just, like, just in the crowd is like just my whole thing is to make it make sense. <laughs> like, you just either can't come in if you're not vaccinated or, you, if, you know, or you can't. Like, it's all, it, it wasn't being applied to everybody pretty much. Um, even now, it's not. It sounds like with them lifting it for uh, athletes and performers and stuff. But it is what it is this, at this point when it comes to all that. Um, but purely basketball approach, I mean, like Pat was saying, um, good, good for the game. You know, Kyrie's back. He's a very popular and known player popular, you know, to his fans, known if you like him or don't like him. I mean, yeah, there's both sides of it when it comes to Kyrie, but just him being back on the court, his skill that he brings and whatnot, and obviously, as part of the Nets, what he brings to that team is just only going to benefit them. Um, Pat brought up their record of how they were and were, weren't with, with and without Kyrie. Um, so, now uh, that Kyrie is back on the court. Should be getting dubs. I mean, it definitely improves their chances. Now he can play home games as well since you know, we see what, we know what Kyrie can do, and we see what he was doing with the away games. Um Drop at 60 recently, but now that he can also play home games. It only just improves their chances. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about how we feel with them in the standings now and their potential at the championship, or are we just kind of just looking at Kyrie only, but I definitely think it's going to make them better than that.
1: Word. I feel that. Uh We can talk about their chances and whatnot. I guess just the main story was just the fact that he was able to come back and play home games, which i as soon as they made that that statement where they're like all right Kyrie's only gonna play away games because i was telling pat this a while back and i was like it's only a matter of time because it originally started as oh if you're not vaccinated you're not gonna play at all and then it's like okay now you're a part-time and then once they did that part-time shit, i was like it's literally only a matter of time because it's it's, it's about the money man at the end of the day man whether the politics with baseball and all that other stuff is to the side NBA is not gonna make money if their team is losing and whatnot. If they if the Nets were to struggle to um, make the playoffs or have a really crappy record and whatnot, they would have they would have figured something out. Whether it was make some trades, let them play this that in the third, but they, at the end of the day, like I said, it's about making money, and they were gonna do something about it eventually. So. I'm happy to see him come back and play, though, regardless of all the politics, because, you know, that's that's my guy. That's one of my favorite, Actually, my favorite current NBA player. I, I enjoy watching him. But, um, yeah, nah, I, I knew that's it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> but, yeah, we can go into we can go into how it affects their um, their winning percentage or winning chances in the playoffs, because it does significantly improve it, because, like you said, when Kyrie plays, they're playing winning basketball, because it's hard to guard him and KD, that's for sure. I just, at this current moment, it's hard to really tell where exactly they'll end up, if they end up in the finals, just because, you know, the other top three, top four seeded teams are still pretty deadly, but you know, as we said before, you know, they were a half shoe size away from being in the finals last year without Kyrie and a injured Harden, so with a healthy Kyrie, you know, knock on wood for those guys in Brooklyn, but it's, it's gonna be tough, I tell you that. <laughs> well,
2: you know, I'll I say, agree, um, I'll... Yeah, go ahead, Marika. All right, so I mean, well, I'll say this, um, you know, one one big difference than last year, you know, they got a uh, Seth Curry, and they got, um, do they have? No, they don't have Drummond. Do they have Drummond? They do have Drummond. So they got Drummond. You know, they got a little <laughs> bit more firepower now. Uh, So, if uh, Kyrie and Kevin can stay healthy, which seems to be quite an issue for them over the last couple years, if they can stay healthy, you know, it's projected they'll make, I think, the number uh, 10 spot. So, they'll be playing for the play-in, you know, and I believe they could be any team in a play-in. Now, as far as them beating Miami or Boston, you know, um, I think it's very doable. They're, They're lethal. I mean, fully healthy, that's a lethal team and all, but they, you know, even when I've been watching lately, lately, they seem to still drop games, Both you know, playing. So I don't know if they can beat the elite teams yet, just because I don't think the chemistry is fully there yet in Brooklyn. Even, like, when K- KD and Kyrie have good games, you see on Airbounds has shitty games. So, I mean, yeah, they'll put up, like, 60, 70 points together and then get 20 points from the rest of the team. So it, it, it seems there's maybe even some um, bench issues or chemistry issues there still.
0: No, yeah, I feel all that. Um, kind of the same boat. Like, Even though I said this will definitely improve their chances, I won't say it's just a sure-in you know, guaranteed team in the finals um, to the, the points you made, especially that the other teams aren't going anywhere. Um, you have Miami up there. You have Philly up there, which they did already beat. In Philly, we need to we really just see Harden play up to what Harden's able, been able to do in the past to really save them for sure. Um, but just with record, um, Miami, Philly, Boston, the Bucks. You know, those top four in the East are still damn good teams. Um, I know EJ brought up the point of Katie's big-ass feet, you know, stopping them from winning <laughs> winning it last time. But, you know, you still got to go through Giannis still, and their defense and whatnot, through Holiday and all, and the rest of them. still got to go through Jimmy and, and Heat culture, even though they've been kind of kind of sus lately with the, <laughs> what's been going on with them. Oh, um, man. Boss has been on a tear, <laughs> so, you know, boston has been on a tear, but, Better than Katie, Kyrie, Nets with you know, along with Seth Curry and just the others. Yeah. You know, it'd be it be an interesting magic, I would say. Um, and then I already mentioned the Philly situation. So that'd be better and it be whoever they play will be interesting. Um but first I think Pat brought up a good point how do they have to because I don't think they're in the play are they even in the play in right now, seating wise. Uh, so right now, the
1: Nets are 8th. So, if the playoffs were yeah, to start I'll... at this current moment, they would face the Cavaliers, who I think they would beat for the seventh seed, and then they would play Miami in that series mm-hmm. currently. Okay.
0: Um, so, they are already seeded-wise in the play-in, um, potentially playoffs. So, I mean, what? Eight games left, I believe? they can. I don't know how close the records are, but they can potentially move up. Um, I don't know if they can move all up to six, just based off, because I don't know the records off the top of my head. Um,
1: mm, they're only but, three games behind Toronto at six.
0: Three games, okay. So it's possible, um, and that might also play a significant factor in how the playoffs look for them, um, could just because of where they are right now in the seating. But
1: mm-hmm. so it
0: just—it's just really just a wait and see. Like I'm curious to see how it will turn out. <clears throat> you know, with Kyrie, Katie, and like Pat says, as long as they both stay healthy, as long as the rest of the team is healthy, because I think Seth Curry was out recently too. But um, so they have all their pieces, or at least the you know main, the main ones curious To see, so again, I won't say for sure, but some damn good chances. Um, uh, but yeah, like y'all, y'all were both saying, um, I just can't say for sure, um, but definitely have a good, a good chance. They're right up there with the rest of the top teams in the east, um, Miami, Boston, Philly, Bucks. I would say Bucks are still, you know, defending champ so they're still my favorite out the east. Um, the heat in 76 as of late, been kinda of suspect what the things that's been going on with them between Harden being ass and key culture imploding. Um Celtics, I, I wanna give them the benefit of the doubt, but just I need to see them in like a playoff series though. Even though they're Tatum and Jalen Brown are damn good, they're still overall I feel like a young team, so I need to see it <clears> first.
1: Um but nah you know carry back and that's definitely good. <laughs> Yeah, um, like I was saying with the seedings and whatnot, they're only three games behind Toronto and four games behind Chicago. The only team I don't see them passing is Milwaukee at four with 46 wins. So I don't see Brooklyn getting eight wins and then Milwaukee not getting any. So I would say the highest they could go is fifth seed. And, you know... It's possible. It's not impossible, that's for sure, with the way some of these teams have been playing recently. So with Kyrie being back, I think it'll be a significant impact on you know, how many win shares they get with the rest of the season closing out. But it's, it's going to be tough regardless of who they match up with because with me, like I said, seeing them the highest at fifth. So regardless of where they go, they're going to have to go through Miami, whoever the winner is out of Boston or Toronto, and then the winner of Milwaukee and Chicago currently, the way everything is seated, but then there's also Philly as well, so they have to go through some tough teams if they want to make it to the finals, so it'll be a show, that's for sure, but I'm curious to see it, I really, I really, you know, I just want to see Kyrie ball out, that's that's really all I want, but you brought up, um, you brought up the Miami Heat implosion, bro, I'm not going to lie, I've seen it, but I, I, I didn't really know exactly what it was about, so uh, if you want to give your takes on that, that was uh, the next topic on my list to cover. <laughs> alright, alright
2: Um, So, uh, I mean, every, I'm sure everybody's seen the video Of the them Explosion on the side and I think um, during that time I think the Golden State was on like a 19-0 run They didn't have uh, Clay playing, no Draymond, no Steph So, you know, for the Heat That's supposed to be an easy win I, I, I'm I, not, to, to the day I'm not exactly sure what it was about But Jimmy Butler caused whatever he said or did. He caused Eric Sposher to pretty much look at him and say, yeah, You what, you want to fight me or something? And something like that. And then I think Hoslem got pissed off about it. He jumped up and he was pretty much said he was going to whip um, Butler's ass, you know. And um, so, you know, I'm not exactly sure what caused it. One thing I do notice though, um, since, since that, they're 0 3. So I wonder if. Um, this is an issue that's going to go into the playoffs with them or if they're going to rectify it. Like, is it something deeper? You know, um, uh, if I'm a Heat fan, I'm a little worried.
1: Yeah, that – like I said, i seen it. And it was crazy to me. But it was, I think the wild part about it was just Spoelstra's reaction. because It's very rare that you see a coach get that animated, like, mid-game. Granted, you know, they were getting stumped. So it, it's definitely – you know, it's not frowned upon in my book, you know, when you're getting stomped like that, you know, situations flare up and whatnot, people get mad at each other, they, they have disagreements, is that in the third, so I think it's common in basketball, it's just rare that it implodes that, you know, virally, <laughs> but given the, um, given the players they have on that Miami Heat team, I'm not surprised, because, you know, Hazel's about it, I know Jimmy's about it, and you got, like, all these dudes over here that are about to smoke so you say one one wrong thing or one slick thing and these dudes be ready to go in on you so yeah hopefully they figure that out because like you said they've been playing like dog shit since and i definitely don't want to see them go down like that they got to get it together in my book because playoffs are starting up soon and they're gonna need to get back on the same page quickly no
0: nah, yeah i kind of shared those sentiments as well um I think, Pat, brought up a good point of, and you just did as well, too, at the end of your statement. Um, Will it leak into the playoffs as well, too? Because, you know, that's when it's like, all right, y'all need to to get together. This is winning time now. You're going to be probably playing, well, not even probably. Like, all the teams, I feel like in the East this year especially, are all good teams. So, you can't be affording to have drama like that going on while you're playing against these good teams. Because, who would you say? Oh, the Cavs are seven. Between playing the Cavs, the Nets even depending on season where they end up uh, the Raptors too um, won't discredit them but any of those teams like, like if you got uh, on top of your game then it's just like yo you might you might end up losing the series like these teams are not bad this year they've all been playing very well um, so they need to get together and I'm not sure what the cause is either I mean you know Jimmy is pretty I don't want to say adamant but you know he's really about his craft he works hard and he wants everybody else to work hard so I feel like not emotional but you know when they get to ask kid like that he probably might have something to say like <laughs> you know
1: <it's> going <laughs> longer,
0: badly Um I don't know exactly what was said I don't know if that was ever um, mentioned or released but you know he's, he gets animated and you know starts getting upset starting getting uh, letting his emotions be heard and his voice be heard and Spoltra Probably also in the same boat, like yeah, we getting our ass kicked. Don't do this right now, sort of thing. So he starts getting animated. You need to be in the vet. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, why are you talking like that? Don't talk to coach like that. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 I like thought he's just, I won't say typical heat stuff, but it's not super unexpected. Like how you say he you does know, basketball. We know how Pat Riley does things at, uh, down there, in Miami. Um, but just to this extent, it's like, all right, you know, it's a little much. What, what y'all doing? Um, so we'll <laughs> see. I'm, I'm curious to see because. You know, mentioned how they didn't have won a game. I think one of these recent games, there was maybe something else, but to a very smaller degree. Um, But just overall, it's like, you get together, (laughs) playoffs are right around the corner, literally.
1: That's facts. And everybody's got a—everybody's pretty evenly seated for the most part. Like, there's not—it's not like the West, where, like, they have, like, one team. Like, how the Suns are significantly better than all the other teams record-wise. Like, everybody in the East is, like, 46, 46, 43, 46, 42, 47. Like, they're all close. So, regardless of where whoever ends up, wherever they're playing, it, you're gonna have a decent team in every round for the most part. The only team I'm not entirely sold on because I haven't watched too many of their games and don't ever really watch any of their games, honestly, is the Raptors. Like they're sitting at six, and it's like I'm just like I don't I have a hard time ranking them just because I don't I don't really I don't want to say I don't believe. I'm gonna say I don't believe (laughs) so that's just me and you know the Cavs got a young team they started off pretty good I believe they were top three top four like for the most part of the beginning of the season whatnot I know they fell off a little bit but you know that's expected when you have young talent and you know they're trying to get it together and whatnot they're trying to make a push for playoff run championship contending so I'm not gonna fault them for that but you know like I said even with the Raptors in the play, you know, the record says what it says, and, you know, they won the games that they won, so I'm not going to take anything away from them, but everybody in the East is looking decent, so it's not like you're going to play straight bums in any, in any seed or conference finals or whatever part of the playoffs you meet anybody in, so Miami need to get it together, Brooklyn got to work on it with Kyrie coming back, and Boston's been balling too, so... We, we don't see it's going to be interesting, but as far as the Miami Heat go for this topic, yeah, they, they for sure got to get it together because they were supposed to be top seeded and they just they're taking a decline right now. And that's that's not good because <laughs> they might play Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what they don't want. <laughs> but um, uh, next on the list though, because I did you know mention the Bulls briefly a little bit, and I know we gotta we got a lot we gotta talk about with that team, so. Pat, we'll, we'll let you start it off, get get it off your chest real quick. How you feel about the Bulls? Well, you
2: know, I, like I told you back in December, um, you know, I think that's in December they played Golden State, and at this time they were uh, the record was really good. They won all the games. I think they were number one in the East at that time. And um, the one thing I noticed, I was like, man, Golden State smacked them. This was without Clay or just Steph. I'm like, man, I, 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 I'm kind of suspect about the Bulls against really good teams. And now we're here now in March, and they're 0-16 against the, the top three teams in each <coughs> conference. And, you know, I think the Bulls have a problem. They got a big problem because they, you've already shown me you can't beat any of the elite teams in the NBA. That's a given. That's proven. I think they're like 18-23 and 23 against teams that are above 500. So, I mean, that tells me that unless you get a lucky matchup in the playoffs, um, you're not going to be able to win a series. I mean, you know, you might get out of the first round, maybe. I mean, what if you match up with Brooklyn somehow? You're probably going to get eliminated. I mean, you, you might get out of the first round, but after that, you're, you're probably going to get smacked. And, you know, the bigger problem for the Bulls is, you know, where do they go from here? I mean, they ain't got a lot of money. Your chick, uh uh is i mean not even playing as well as a third option to me not that he's trash it's just i don't know if he's working inside of that that's that system they have with it with two ball dominant guards and i mean demar rosen isn't gonna get any better than he's already playing the shit he's playing well this year but there's no way he's getting any better if anything, he's got to hit the downslope this year or next year. So, I mean, you know, if you're Chicago, you, you, who do you get? What can you do? You know, I mean, I, I think they got a good team, but I, I don't know if they can get past the peak they're at without Zach Levine taking a major jump to elite status. So, I mean, I, I, you know, if I'm Chicago, I'm happy to an extent, but, you know, I don't think the outlook is that, that good for Chicago. And I don't see them win the championship in the next couple of years unless something drastic is done.
1: Word. yeah um i agree with that i had a couple notes on it but um okay i'll, I'll let you i'll let you go first what you got to say um
0: pat got brought some good points and i know you did too ej um off there as well and kind of the same uh perspective as well um it sucks because they weren't looking nice you know especially to start the of season off similar to the Cavs, but as you both brought up before, um, and Pat just brought up, they have not beat the really good teams. And if you can't beat the championship-contending teams, then, like, <laughs> we have no faith in you. <laughs> so, um, That's right. I, I don't know. Like When Pat was, I was thinking, speaking, and had me thinking about what can they do or what should they do to make that extra push, extra leap when it comes to their team uh, makeup to be a championship-contending team. I mean, you have DeMar you know, kind of going off, carrying them to an extent already. Um, So it's not like he's going to be doing more than that, I feel. He's kind of already showing, like, you know, I am trying to put, you know, team on back when I need to, you know, miss the fourth quarter and everything. Um, Zach Levine, you know, I I think it was at the beginning of the season, maybe at some point last season where he was playing, quote-unquote, like an MVP, so he was, you know, doing really well when it comes to just everything, um, especially scoring. I don't know if he's been doing that recently, but, you know, you need to get as much as you can out of him. Uh, I know they did get crusoe back recently but that's just more on the defensive side of things um so offensively aside from damar and uh zach Levine, the future fish isn't really doing much um even when zoe gets back that's still more defense oriented like yeah dosomu who's been playing well but he's young so it's not like you can expect him to just well i mean unless it takes a big leap like tyrese maxi was starting to do but um Oof. you know unless dosomu, dosomu starts doing really well out of nowhere which change like that it usually doesn't happen mid season or at the end of the regular season. Um if you have Kobe White, which again another young player, but same thing, like yeah you these younger players or other players that have some talent and you know have some potential, but at this point in the season it's like you're not gonna expect them to just start dropping fifteen to twenty and give you that third option. So I don't know. I I, I also don't think they're gonna make it too far, unfortunately. Like I like the team, and I like what they were doing earlier in the season, but they just haven't been performing where they need to mainly. Um I think the 76ers, to a slight extent, um, have kind of been like that. Once, since the James Harden trade, at least, like we know what Embiid's going to do. He's been playing like MVP, but how Harden kind of doesn't show up in big games. The Bulls, as a team, aren't beating those big teams, you know, the big teams in those big games. So, I don't know. Like, well, I guess I do know. <laughs> <laughs> i mean not say I don't know. But yeah, playing, nah. of them. If, really if they easy. get really far, it'll be more of a shocker than if you know they play honestly, kind of anybody. <laughs> I feel like anybody else in the East that's seeded right now, I wouldn't really expect the Bulls to beat in a seven-game series. Like Maybe the Cavs because they're young, but even the Cavs wouldn't shock me if they beat them if they are in a series against them. Um, Raptors, kind of the same, but how you were saying, you haven't seen many of their games. I haven't either, so if the Bulls de- did beat them, I would chalk it up to me not being knowledgeable on the Raptors. Um, but all those other teams, Celtics, Nets, Bucks. um... Even 76ers, I give that credit. Uh, Heat, like I don't, I don't see the Bulls beating them in a the seven-game series.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. And you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not one to write anybody off because it's, it's, it's different. Regular season and game planning around somebody for seven full games and that team only is different. But the proof is in the pudding. I mean, <laughs> there's a interesting stat going around with the. Uh, with the Bulls before, what was it? The last couple of days now that Boston's third, where they were zero and sixteen against all three top seeded teams in both East and Western Conference. So the stats on that now is not much better. I mean, with with um, Boston moving up to third now that Milwaukee's down at number four, they're still one and eighteen against the top three teams in both conferences. So they're. <laughs> They're 1 and 11 versus the top 3 teams in the East now. They're 0 and 6 versus the top 3 teams in the West, and even teams better than them or with similar records. I mean, they're 0 and 3 against Milwaukee. They're only 1 and 1 against Boston, which gives them that one out of the 18 games they played against the top 3 seeded teams. And they're 1-on-1 with Utah. They're 1-on-1 with Dallas. They're and 0 against Denver. So, I mean, hey, they might beat Denver if they can make it to the finals. Both of them. God forbid, which probably not going to happen. But um, they're 1-on-0 against Minnesota, who has a similar record as them. But as far as the East goes, is you know, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, they can't even beat a lot of these teams in the regular season, yet alone in a series of seven games where a team is game-planning around them and them only. So, the only team... <clears throat> The only team I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on, like you said, Alakai, was the Raptors. I'm not sure. I feel like on paper they should beat the Raptors, but if the Raptors were to win a series, God forbid they'd meet up with the Bulls in the playoffs. I I can't say I'm not surprised, or I am surprised. I, I don't really know how I feel about the Raptors right now, but I know the Bulls started off well, like you both said, but it's been kind of a shit show ever since. <laughs> but they're entertaining to watch, and it was good to see the Bulls be good again. You know, I'm glad... Uh, Zach Levine, who you did mention, Alakai was having a MVP candidate year last year, scoring what was it, 27.4 on 50% and 41.9 from three. So that was that was a hell of a season for him. But I'm glad he's got God some help with the more Yeah, he was going nuts last year.
2: <laughs> and um, honestly, uh, with that, um, the Raptors are actually 10 and five against the top three in each conference.
1: That's more wins than the fucking Bulls. (laughs) But like I said, I haven't really watched a lot of their games. I know they got Van Fleet, Siakam. They got a few decent players over there. I just, I just, championship contending. Speaking only, I don't see either of them really making it that far in the playoffs. But if they were to match up, I don't really know who would win. I would say the Bulls because on paper they got the better players, quote unquote. But I, I can't say I'm. I can't say the the Raptors wouldn't win. So I don't. I don't really know. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah so the Bulls has just been disappointing ever since so I don't know we we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens I have to see it but for right now I'm somewhat writing them off as far as championship goes I'm not going to say that they won't make it deep in the playoffs I just don't see them beating Philly Milwaukee Brooklyn or maybe even Boston, for that matter, or Miami in a seven-game series, so, yeah, well, I don't know, we'll we'll see where they end up, because, like I said, we still have uh, quite a bit of time, you know, with these last few games, everybody's getting close, they may drop and not play Milwaukee in the first round, but currently, they're matched up against Milwaukee, which... I don't really see them beating. <laughs> They're 0-3 against Milwaukee in the regular season, so they match up with them right now. I'm going to say it's a wrap for them, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, they, they drop down and play like Toronto or something so I can actually see what's going on with them. <laughs> nah, but, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. But uh, to skip over to the next segment we got going on, Um, let's talk about the scoring title. So, Ooh, who do you guys got winning the scoring title given that LeBron is currently number one at 30 points per game and going crazy as we speak against the Pelicans?
2: Um, Goddamn, I'm going to give that to LeBron. I mean, I don't see nobody passing him in the short amount of time we got left.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah. close though.
2: someone's going to have to really go off.
0: I mean, it's, Bron might—he like, might have. Oh, I don't know about say unlocked, but he—he he doing what he gotta do. So <laughs> it's Bron, so you know you're not gonna stop until it's like, yeah, you, you know, it's just over. Um, okay. but to your point that it is close. I know what is it? Braun Embiid, and
1: yeah, Luzo. it's Bron, Embiid, Giannis, Trey, and then Luca. So LeBron's got 30, Embiid's got mm. 29.8, so he's right behind them. Giannis is 29.7, right behind him. Trey's at 28.2, and then Lucas at
0: 27.8. Um, I, I, I think Bron's gonna do it, because Braun's gonna do whatever he can to try to improve their chances, whether it be just the team getting dubs, so they play better overall before they go into the play-in, or you know, they can potentially move up to 7th, um, or wherever seed they exceed there, if they potentially move up a seat a spot. Um, but, I can't say 100% just because you know, Giannis and be get buckets. Like, so like Exactly,
1: that's what yeah, I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. but Bron, like you said, he's been going Super Saiyan, so I think you were saying uh, off there and even just uh, briefly before how he's been going off against Pelicans right now. it's like, I don't know, Bron might just drop 30-plus for the rest of the season. <laughs> so, he's got 35
1: good. right now, and they still got a whole quarter left.
0: <laughs> Goddamn. And, like, I know... Honest and Embiid probably will as well, but I would feel like it's probably more likely they might, you know, drop a 20 bomb or something like that um, before Braun does at this point, which is how Braun's been playing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's up in the air. As, like I said, as a Lakers fan, I would love for Braun to get it. You know, you all, pretty much everybody at this point, unless you're just an avid LeBron hater, you all have to get that number one regular season scoring yeah. title from Kareem. So, and to uh, throw in a side note with the scoring title is he, I did the math last night, he's only like 1,400 regular season points away from him, and even if he doesn't play the rest of this regular season, he would only have to score like 21 points a game for 70 games next season, and he's got it, Like, and that's that's like bare minimum, that's like just barely passing cream. so if he plays to this level or even half this level, he's getting it next season. <laughs> but i hope uh i hope he gets the scoring title but you know like i said Embiid and being and right behind him so you never know we still got a couple games left and that's if lebron plays all of them all of the regular season games left and it goes crazy but i mean he might conserve some energy for the play-in considering the fact that he's gonna try to give him the push but that must sound know. like lebron It don't sound like LeBron, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, he did miss a game against, who was it? Was it New York? I think think it was the Knicks. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, But, you know, hopefully hopefully he don't sit too many games and whatnot. But I want him to stay healthy because if he wants to give them a playoff push, they're going to need him for sure. Because it's up in the air about uh, Anthony Davis, if he comes back or not. But um to move on to the next topic, if y'all all agree that LeBron's gonna get the scoring title, which I hope he does, let's talk about the MVP. MVP award. What does it mean? Does Devin Booker deserve to be in the considerations for it or not? Ah, uh, and
2: see, and I've had this conversation with you before. The MVP isn't clearly uh Known what it stands for, you know, is the MVP the best player on a team or is it the best player in the NBA? You know, and it's so it's never been like clearly defined what the MVP is because you know, and even when you look at best player in the NBA, is this the best two way player in the NBA or is this the you know best player who scored the most points? So, I you know, I, I would, I, I, you know, like when Steve Nash got at those years. Oh, I didn't think yeah. he was, Yeah, I didn't think he was the best player in the NBA. He was definitely the best player on the Suns. But I think one of those years, LeBron numbers were way crazier than Steve Nash. So, you know, I, I the, the award isn't clearly defined. So I can't, you know, is it the best player in the NBA on the team? And regardless, I think Devin Booker should definitely be in that consideration. Just off the fact that. The, the Suns weren't as good without Chris Paul, but they were still winning games, you know. They, they they fell off just a little bit, and they were winning games because Devin Booker was playing so well. And I think he had a couple big assist games as well. So, I mean, he should definitely be in consideration, you know. I, I mean, if, especially if you got Jokic in there. And don't me joke, it's just... You know, his numbers are crazy. I'm looking at the fantasy points per game, and Jokic actually averages the most fantasy points per game right now in the league. So, I mean, the dude is consistent. So, uh, I mean, but I think Devin Booker should definitely be in, the, in the, at least the consideration with um, NBA, Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, you know, and those guys.
1: Yeah, I I can agree. And I'm glad you brought up the, the Steve Nash MVP here because I don't agree with it. <laughs> I, i'm gonna save that for another another time but i mean you know as far as the what the award means it's weird because technically if i'm not mistaken that year steve nash won the mvp they were the best record wise team in the league so if that is the reasoning behind it then they need to make it more clear because some of these mvp years it's like like russ's mvp year While Russ's numbers were crazy, if I'm not mistaken, Thunder were not that good of a seeded team. Like I think they're only like what fourth somewhere. They were around the middle. They weren't very high. They weren't one, that's for sure. I know that for a fact. But um, it's just it's up in the air. I don't know if it's a popularity contest or not. But you know, like we're saying, if if it is the best player on the best team, then Devin Booker should definitely have some consideration but he's not even remotely considered and that's crazy because the suns have the best record like by far i think even the second best team in the league is what memphis and they're like 12 games behind <laughs> like it's it's wild to me that devin booker's not even considered but i, I don't know i don't it's it's tough man like it's tough it's it, it, all, it really all depends on how you look at it at the end of the day but i feel i feel like it needs to be more clear Whether it's a popularity contest or the best player on the most popular team, best player on the best team, or who's got the best numbers. Because, I mean, like you said, Jokic puts up crazy numbers. Their team isn't the best at all. Not even close, but I don't don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I I think Josh will win it just because I feel like recently it's been more of a popularity contest thing. Like, you know, this player is putting on a show and, you know, they're making it new. Uh, They're putting on a new show for people that, you know, the previous M V P necessarily didn't do or wasn't doing, he's doing it in his own way. So that's the only reason why I think he should get it. But I can I can't argue raw numbers. So like Jokic I think believes I believe he does have better numbers. So if he gets it, I wouldn't be mad. Giannis is crazy and then, you know, there's the the statistics of his play that you don't necessarily see on the box score. Like, you know, his defense, well, it may lead to rebounding blocks, you know, just him playing good defense on someone and shutting them down may not be on the box score, which, you know, I can't argue him, so there's so many options, but at the end of the day, just him or Devin Booker not being considered is kind of wild to me. <laughs> but, Mr. Suns fan, what you got to say?
0: Steve Nash deserves all those MVPs. Devin Booker uh, deserves this one. <laughs> <laughs> we do to get to the, the past MVPs, whether they were deserved or not. Um, but even bias aside, like, we'll bring up good points and... I know i saw somebody comment tweet something um regards to mvp how instead of the mvp because there's no real stipulation like or set rules for what determines mvp it should be just the um the bet the player of the year award would be i think a better award and you can at least i feel like more easily narrow it down to like oh you know this is the best player of the year for whatever reason whether they're on the best team or not um instead of just his MVP, but it's like, you know, why didn't so-and-so get the MVP? What what was the criteria you you gave? I do think the people that vote for it, you know, play a factor, like, with their biases and whatnot, and just how they feel, because I don't know how many people get votes, but you know, all, like, these media heads, some players, I think, too, but mostly media heads and stuff, analysts, you know, quote-unquote. They're gonna have how they feel about it, so that's gonna be you know, skewed the voting one degree. Even if it's not too, too too significant, it's still significant. I feel. Um, but I think this is the biggest crime Like you both have said, is just that Booker's not even consideration. That even if he didn't win it, you know, he's not even in those talks really. It's been mainly, uh, Giannis, Jokic, Joel, which they all deserve to be in the talks. But, um, even John Rance got into the talk a little bit, which you know, the Grizzlies have been looping and have been damn good. But they're like you said, what I think. Yeah, maybe 10-ish games, give or take. Cutting the Suns are 60, 61, 62 wins, and the Grizzlies are 51, 52, they just uh, one. Um, so while they are the second-best team, um, you know, why is John Moran getting these top talk about it? Booker's not, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, Pat brought up a good point how CP3, you know, him and his leadership weren't in. <laughs> that's a good point on that. Um, but he was out, and then they were still winning games because the team as a whole is good, but Booker is doing his thing. Um... I don't know. I think the 76ers game ended by now, but I know earlier he was hooping in the game today um, and doing his, you know, just doing his thing like he has been all year, really you know, when he's played. So at least consideration would be appreciated and would make more sense. But then i even considering him. I know I've seen some people comment here and there with the Celtics' recent run since they moved way up and just been winning a bunch of games. But you know, Tatum's not in the talks as well, and it just goes to point to the point of what's the criteria for MVP consideration because. If we're not talking about the players on the best team, the players on the best teams, or teams that have been having some really big winning streaks, like, you know, Jokic is damn good and his numbers are great, but what are they, six in the West? Like, you know, what, what are we awarding, really? For carrying a team? Yep. Like, if that's the case, you know, say that, but <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. We don't that's why I wish know, the so world
1: was more to, clear.
0: Yeah we always have to assume you know, it was given to whoever it was for whatever reason like you brought a Westbrook here I guess we assume and you know the man average triple doubles how can we not give it to him you know, even if his team was asked alright can you say all that so we know going forward <laughs> like, it's always going to be the case
1: hmm. I got a quick interesting uh, comment about, about Devin Booker right now now that, <laughs> now that we're talking about it. so was he on the top 75 list uh no so he made an NBA finals, and Damian <laughs> Lillard. <laughs> that
2: one, well, uh, that one, I could go back a little bit. I think Dame um, might have a. Uh, a little bit better resume than Devin, because I'm even looking at the um, you know, I decided to look up some numbers for the whole Devin Booker thing. And when you look at the stats, and I'm not like Devin Booker a lot, but I can see why he's not in the um, MVP race. Because even John Morant has um, hotter. He's at one point ahead of him in points per game. Uh, John Morant averages uh, almost nine assists a game, with De- Devin Booker averages five. So I think the thing that's really kept killing Devin Booker is his his averages in the rebound and assist department. Or oh, a lot of those other guys, that that they, they got the points per game and then they got something else. They either give eight or nine rebounds a game or they get an eight or nine assists a game. So that's what really kills Devin Booker. Um Yeah, I
1: that's he's averaging what 26 5 and 5 somewhere around there yeah, 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 that's a decent I feel like that's good enough to be in the considerations I mean Steven Nash only averaged 15 and 11 the year he won MVP so it's like come on now <laughs> yeah. so even like
2: um, Jokic is averaging the same amount as uh, Booker but he's also averaging 13 rebounds and 8 assists a game
1: yeah, and and that's, and that's fine. That's why I said if it's raw statistics, they need to say that because yeah. Devin Booker's on a much better team than Jokic. So it's like, you know, in recent years, it's been a popularity contest with raw statistics, but before that, it was the best player on the best team or at least supposed to be or somewhere something like that. And it, it's not a matter of him winning it for sure. It's really just a matter of why is he not in the consideration.
0: Yeah. Whether he's
1: Whether he's top 10 Or top 3 is like Should at least mention him You know what I mean The Suns are By far A much superior team Record wise Than anybody else in the league so, hey, no, 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 no. You Yo yo Alakai What's good man I think my phone was just, just, it just Couldn't handle Everything going on <laughs> 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 I'm, <not too> <laughs> I'm out Nah you're good Um yeah, nah, we were just finishing up that uh, Devin Booker conversation, but eh, that's neither here nor there. I think he should be in the consideration, but I don't think he's going to win it regardless, so I, I guess it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's like I, you got to p- at least put a little bit of respect on his name. Whether he's getting a lot of votes, or you got to at least throw him in there a little bit. I mean, they are a much better team, like I said, record wise. So I know, okay um, I know you wanted to go first on this next topic, real quick. So. The next topic we got is James Harden. <laughs> I know that's I know that's your boy and all, but it's looking like this man has plateaued back to, to his original form of not showing up. His past what was it? Five, six games. He's only had like one actually decent game like he's been playing like dog shit and all the other ones <laughs> so <laughs> i'll let you give your takes on mr Hardin there for a second we will do um just super quick to touch on the book and
0: stuff um i kind of agree with what you were saying where you know what's dame done compared to what books done which pat has brought up some good points um you know dame might have a slightly better resume and career but the book made it to the finals um but that's neither here nor there um with Harden. Even though I like him, and he is one of my favorite players, he just don't be showing up. <laughs> so I can't really argue against the fact that, like, you know, I can't go against the criticism that he receives because it's valid. Um, I don't know if he played any better than when me and you were talking off air for the game they played today against the Suns. Um, I doubt it. Uh, I know just lately he might have had some – Individual games here and there was like, all right, you know, that's what we want from Harden, that's what we expect. But overall, since the trade, it's been like, damn, bro, like, where you been? You know, Embiid's consistent, that's why he's in MVP talk. um, I think Maxi kind of fell off a little bit as well, but you know, he's younger, so it's not as expected as much of him. Um, and Tobias, I mean, we know Tobias, but you know, been...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I just threw that in there, you know. we know um
0: but I mean it really really is all on Harden though, because superstar player quote unquote you know you gotta show that but superstar player um you had this whole falling out with the Nets and you started off with the after the trade like oh damn you know this thing might be really well but what's happening bro like you gotta keep showing that (laughs)
1: um Tobias playing better than James Harden right now who? Tobias playing better than Harden right now
0: (laughs) yeah from the little bit of the game I saw earlier um was doing things, and Harden really wasn't doing much. I mean, I know Harden. I think has still been doing well in the assist department. I think he's right behind c 3 in top of the league for yeah. assist average. Yes.
1: but
0: We know we like. That's good. I'm not gonna discredit him for that. But you gotta you gotta do more offensively, because mainly because we've seen you do it, and we know you can sort of thing. Like, it's one thing if you just weren't just known for being able to get buckets, but like bro, we've seen you have these crazy scoring games, or you know, just do more than you have been. Like, what's going on, dog? <laughs> Like, even the, the memes and trolls of, like, oh, Embiid and Harden's free throw merchants, like, you're not even doing that, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> so we can't even say, like, oh, you know, you get, all he's doing is getting points by free throws. Like, you're not getting anything. Like, you got to do something offensively. Get to the line if that's, you know, what you want to go back to. Hit your floater more. um Just contribute more offensively. Like, the assists are nice and they help, but Embiid is going to need more than just him dropping 30, 40 every game to y'all have a chance in the finals or even, you know, the playoffs in general.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, I
2: mean, you know, his stats are better than they were in Brooklyn. But see, the problem is we, we everybody's looking to see that Houston Harden, and that's that's the problem because you know I'm looking at the numbers. The numbers are better than what they were in, in Brooklyn. But you know, he's only averaging about 23 a game. We looking to see that Houston Harden like that 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 20 eight a game you know that 29 a game that 27 a game you know and that's what we're looking to see but um you know I don't think it's so much he's fell off as much as you know the free throw change I think has really affected him and two um he's not the number one person in the offense even in Houston he was the number one person in the offense so he got the ball majority of the time and Chris Balls a pass first guard now he's in Philly, you know, you got the free throw chains this year, and then you're not the number one person on offense. They're not running a whole lot of ISO plays for you. And so I don't think it's so much him as much as it's the system and plays he plays with. So, uh, like I said, I don't think he's gotten really any worse. It's just that um, he, he's not one of those guys that can fit into any system on any team. You know, you put him on, like, uh, the Knicks or something like that, or a or, or, or bomb squad. The dude will probably average
1: thirty eight a game. No problem. Bird. <laughs> um, James Harden. Um, I don't know. Like even Houston James Harden, it's like it's hard to want to see because it it was just ISO show, and it was proven to not work in that system anyway. It wasn't leading to winning basketball. Like they had that one year. Like you said with Chris Paul where you know, they that was their chance, but after that they they blew it. So I I don't know. I just I wanna see James Harden play well, but I don't wanna see him struggling to do it, if that makes sense. Like I don't wanna see him playing ISO basketball when he clearly has Embiid to freaking dominate. Like tonight's game, they lost to Phoenix and Embiid had thirty seven on 50% while James Harden is casually shooting 2 to 11 18% from the field and it's like stuff like that is unacceptable it's gonna be unacceptable in the playoffs regardless of how you how you play you know they they expect you to be a superstar caliber player so it's like you gotta contribute you can't just beat buns the entire time and you know I get it he's a relatively solid playmaker and whatnot. And, you know if Embiid's not being stopped then let him let him let him work but the end of the day he's supposed to be this amazing superstar player you know he should be contributing no matter what so that's just my take on it i just i'm having a hard time like i don't know i like i said i feel like he plateaued when he first came to philly you know it was looking real good and then you know he went into this last six game stretch where he hasn't been playing very well like against the lakers recent game he shot 38% from the field on 16% shooting. And then he shot 41 against Toronto on 0% from three. 42 and 37 from three versus Dallas. 41 and 16 versus Cleveland. And it's like, God damn, boy. <laughs> like, missing a lot, bro. And I know Embiid's got to be a li- at least a little bit frustrated because. He's jacking up all these shots and taking chances away from Embiid. And I think, Pat, you and I talked about this once where there was a possession where Embiid had clear clear post paint, uh, uh, what do you call it, positioning, and James Harden looked him off. (laughs) Like, bro, you're not here to do that. (laughs) That's not what you're here for. You're not supposed to be looking off Embiid, but that's neither here nor there for me. But I'm glad to see James Harden stink. I know, (laughs) right?
2: And he like he likes it. he dribbles too much. I, yeah, I think that possession he he dribbled the clock down to like ten seconds and then passed it. And he does that a lot. He either dribbles it down and takes a bad shot, or he takes a makes a pass where the player has to rush.
1: Yeah,
0: man. yeah. Like like you just said, you got Embiid over there. You can't be doing stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, got to man. Embiid's a dominant force, and you got to feed that man, especially when you're not playing well. But at the same time, it's one of those situations where they, they trade away a lot of assets to get him and it's like, you gotta play, bro. This shooting eighteen percent from the field is not gonna cut it in the playoffs like at all. And B gonna be hot. Like hot. Especially all imagine he was talking earlier the season he's like, Oh man, my job's much easier now. I'm not getting double teamed. Boy, James Harden shooting like that, you're about to get double teamed again. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave his ass open. <laughs> oh my god, but you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, he comes to play in the playoffs and whatnot, but I am um, not going to hold my breath on it, that's for sure. But with James Harden to the side, there was an interesting post I seen earlier this week where um, this is going to go into the past a little bit, where Marcus Morris said that he feels like the Clippers only lost to the Nuggets in that bubble series because of x amount of reasons but he genuinely feels like they should have won that which they were up i'm not mistaken they were up 3-1 against denver and then just completely blew it so i was curious on your guys takes on that if you was think it, was it
2: denver or phoenix
1: they were was up again they Bro, Denver was down 3-1 to, like, a couple of teams or 2-1 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> there was That was, like, a serious comeback year for them. Like, they were just coming back on everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, number one, I think something's wrong with the Eagles or the dudes on the Clippers. just like when Patrick Beverly first got um, uh, Paul George and, Ryan. oh, we're going to win it all. So, you know, I, those dudes ain't number one nothing over there. And they be, like, extra, extra confident and extra cocky. So, I don't know where that comes from. Or would they think they're that, really that good? I mean, they were a good team. But Denver, yo, you know, Denver was playing well. And people forget Jamal Murray was balling in the bubble. And if anything, he was like the MVP of the bubble before the injury. So, I mean, yo, that dude, it wasn't even yoke. It was you know, Murray. The dude was like averaging like almost 40 a game. It was crazy. His numbers were nuts if you look at the bubble numbers for him. So, I mean, you know, uh, if anything, they were lucky to be a 3-1.
1: Yeah, that's I fair. I, I agree with that, but I don't know, man. <laughs> like I said, Murray was playing like out of his freaking mind, so uh, I, I can't really say whether or not they would have won, given certain circumstances, whether it was in the bubble or not, but all I do know is I'm really happy it played out the way it did because watching Murray play that season or just that series alone was wild to me like that was really fun basketball to watch because he was going crazy dude like absolutely crazy so i feel like if they were to rematch same place same time outside of the bubble it would be an interesting fight just given off of the raw talent and abilities that murray does have so if he comes with it beginning of that series if they were to restart it over that year if he comes with that same level of play like may end up worse for them i don't know but i feel like it's just unfortunate maybe I think the Clippers just got complacent I think that's what it is Mm -hmm. but you know I think Marcus Morris is just just salty
0: (laughs) yeah you can't really you can't really be saying that oh we would have won that series if so and so happened like bro y'all was up 3-1 like (laughs) what more is there to say (laughs) um so I mean I don't know them losing and Nuggets coming back on them is just y'all didn't get the job done really like (laughs) that's all there is to it um, those all just do it. So I don't know. Marcus Moore is talking talking around the breakfast for me when it comes. You <laughs> <laughs> talking real wild, bro. Uh, that's I, like, I have one more to say that because like, what circumstances there that you didn't win through at least one more game to close the series out? Like that's not anybody's fault but yours as a team.
1: Sorry, you <laughs> like, get the job done. <laughs> that's fair. like I I respect that but like I tell everybody about the bubble run years people be like oh bubble this bubble that you know the Lakers winning a championship that year blah blah and even if the Lakers didn't win a championship the way I see it is regardless whether you're in the bubble whether you can travel and you have home games or not you're there to play basketball I get it you know having home court advantage you know being in your own in your own arena where you have fans cheering against the other team blah 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 cool whatever like that's that's an entity of its own but still like if i go to the gym right now <laughs> and play basketball i gotta freaking play to my full potential if i want to stay on the court because if you go to an open gym you lose motherfuckers is gonna get on play you may not play the next game so it's like regardless you gotta come to play like if you don't bring your full potential and bring your a game you gonna get bounced and you're gonna be out of the playoffs so like that's that's basically what happened then y'all were up I didn't bring it, and y'all blew it. <laughs> it is what it is. Get over it. <laughs> but that's just my take on it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about Marcus Morris another day. We can move on to. I know you wanted to talk about the Knicks' pack, so <laughs> let's talk about Trey oh. Young the Knicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I I think got over that a little
2: bit. The Knicks are six and four in the last ten games. They beat Detroit today. They almost blew it. You know, beat Miami the other night, crazy comeback at the end of the game. So you know what, man? Um, I doubt we'll make the play in. I think we're like four games behind Atlanta. Um, so I doubt we'll make the play in. And honestly, I really don't want to. Uh, you know, they played really well without Julius Randle. I think they were like three and one. I, I You know, I, I, I'm probably off on that. But they were actually winning games without Julius Randle. The young guys are getting a lot of play right now. Like, Bibbs is finally like, it's like somebody stepped in and said, Yo, bro, we're going to lose anyway. Play the young guys. I so mean, Brad is getting played. Sims, I mean, I watched the game today, Detroit, and Sims played most of the game, and Brad played a lot of the game. And, you know, I know a lot of people won't agree with this, but the Evan Fournier deal looks like it was a good deal for us. The dude is playing pretty well for us, and he's helped us win a lot of games. So, I mean,. We were a year ahead last year. So I think, you know, you keep Randall because uh, even though they play pretty well without him, um, I, Barrett's not ready for all of that uh, focus from opposing defenses yet. So, you know, I think you just you need him to at least to take. If they could just move the ball, just. just Don't do the ISO Randall thing. Even Barrett gets into that mode sometimes, but just pass the ball well. uh, You know, I I like where the Knicks are at right now. You know, they're not as good as last year, but I don't think they're horrible. They were a year ahead last year. And then um, looking at the stats from today's game, I mean, it is pretty spread out. Uh, Barrett 21, Randall 20, Foyer 11, uh, Burks 18, Quickly 18. You know, so I mean, hey, hey, spread the ball out. I think we're in a good spot. I'll take it. You, and screw How you, how you, how you feel about Trey
1: Young, though? Trey Young.
2: Well, it was, was crazy. If you look play. at his numbers, he's like number four in points per game. He's like number three or four in assists per game. You know, he's our Reggie Miller. He he's our Reggie Miller. The dude shows out when he comes. He acts a fool. I can't stand him. He talks so much <laughs> when he comes. So. <laughs> You know I can't do to say nothing to him right now because he shows out, but he's Reggie Miller for us now. Like you know when Reggie Miller made the choking time for the Knicks all years ago, that's like Trey Young now. So I mean he's all straight arch enemy right now. My arch enemy team is Brooklyn. My arch enemy player is Trey Young. Like it is what it is. So I think we're gonna be battling it out with Trey Young for years to come. This is and this ain't the last time we're gonna be talking about my hatred
1: for Trey Young. <laughs> Yo, Trey Young. Trae Young's a beast though. Like I, I like watching Trey Young play. But as far as the Knicks go, yeah, nah. The Knicks for right now, at least I know they're still an upcoming team. Atlanta's still an up and coming team. You know they got a lot of work to do considering the fact that they didn't get a lot of the role players on the same page. But Trey Young specifically, that dude is that dude is crazy when he goes to MSG. He put up what was it, forty-five and eight. Um, yeah. 52% from the field, 46 from three. Like, dude, dude is meant for the spotlight. He definitely don't yeah, yeah. shy away from it, that's for sure.
0: It's
1: A lot of fans Yeah.
0: I want to say something too real quick for the Knicks um, as well. And just to Trae Young, if you were asking about it. Like, I mean, I don't know if he's slept on or just because the Hawks' record, but Trae Young has been still playing really well right now. Um, yeah. He's doing, you know, he's been ooping, he's um, so... To pass point, like even though he's been the Knicks' nemesis, which has just been a funny development to watch, um, Trey Young himself <laughs> has been doing really well. So like him doing having these games, and I don't know why he, he has this thing with the Knicks, but just him having these games in general is like it's starting to be expected of him because he hasn't playing so well, and he you know he's up there and like all these different stats and stuff. Um, so I just think to that point, like it's not too shocking, but it is funny since it always happens against the Knicks. Um, but Knicks talk real quick. I'm not the Knicks fan, so more of an outside looking in. But, you know, uh, Pat brought up how they've been playing more balanced to the game they just had. Um, I think I mentioned it before in our first episode, but for me, it's just seeing more of the young players get run, especially because, you know, you're not expecting much from this season. Um, seeing more of the young players get run, like, quickly, uh, McBride, Toppin. I'd like that because it lets them develop. It lets them get better. lets them get more chemistry. Like, you know, Randall... He don't, he don't be doing what he need to be doing so just relying on him and just Randall Isoball ball isn't really the solution for things um, so letting these other young guns run I think that's a good approach for the Knicks and hopefully Thib, uh, Thibs will see that instead of just always going to Randall and you know trust his young players more let them get that run so they can get better I'd like to see that for the Knicks I think that'll help them in the long run
1: yeah I, I agree they both got they both got work to do, cause I feel like Atlanta should be a better team than they are, but that's neither here nor there for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: it, it ain't. Tra- I mean, even four. I'm well, looking the last four games of Trey Young: 33, 15, 21 and 9, 40 and 8, 34 and 10. So it ain't. It ain't Trey Young. He's passing the ball. He's getting assists. So I mean, John Collins, you signed that big ass contract. What the hell are you doing over there? <laughs>
1: That's racks, man. They did give him a decent amount of money, too. But, yeah, I'm not going to put all the blame on Trey Young because I know there was this um, aura around him about him shooting too much. Well, he is by far the best scorer on that team, you know, ever since that comment was made where there was that slight beef with him and John Collins about him not passing the ball enough. Uh, You can't say he's not, bro. Dude's getting close to, if not 10 assists, the game. So the dude's doing yeah. what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. He's passing the ball. He's contributing. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking
2: at John Collins. He signed that crazy-ass contract. He has one game over 10 points in the last five games. So yeah, as we all thought, he's not as good as he thinks.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. no. I definitely – I think me and you talked about this a while back. Where we agreed that, you know, John Collins just wasn't that dude. Like, granted, you had to pay him if you want to keep him because – you know, he was having a really good year right before that contract was up. The last contract was up before they resigned and whatnot. So, if they weren't going to give him the money, somebody was. But at the same time, it's just at the end of the day, you're making that kind of money. You got to put up that kind of money numbers. And he's not always doing that. But hey, whatever. Whatever's going down in Atlanta, y'all need to figure it out. Because y'all on paper should be much better. Yeah. But, um, okay before we wrap it up, uh, you got anything on your list you want to talk about?
0: Uh, yeah, do give me one second. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see how y'all felt about, uh, well, let's leave that room for after. Let's just, I want to talk about the Grizzlies. I know we talked about the Suns, talked about sort of the, the best teams, how the Bulls play against them, um, just the best team in general. I want to see how y'all felt with the Grizzlies. Like, I think we did mention it on one of our episodes already, if um, the Grizzlies are a real deal. I know we talked about the Timberwolves last episode, but do y'all feel the Grizzlies have a real strong shot shot at all like when it comes to Western Conference Finals, um, the Finals in general? Because with or without Ja, they're a really good team. You um, know we talked about the Suns record. The Grizzlies, I think, are 51-52, so they're the second best team in the league right now, and... They just obtained a win as well, so I'm really curious to how y'all feel about the team overall. I guess you want to talk about Jaw specifically, but just the team as a whole and the chances and um, how they look uh, when it comes to playoff contention.
1: I I personally think I think the Grizzlies are legit, man. I think they're. I think we all knew what Jaw was gonna be roughly when he came into the league. He was gonna be, you know, after a few games, he was gonna be their go-to guy try to score most of the points or carry the load but I don't think anyone expected him to be this good this fast maybe maybe not who knows I'm not sure it depends on how you look at it or how you look at job ja. but I think this year their role players or just surrounding cast in general has taken a significant jump because if I'm not mistaken I think what was his name Desmond Bain I think he's about on, on the verge of winning most improved he's up to like 17 a game or something like that from like 11 or 12 so They've been playing really, really well out there in Memphis and there's also a statistic of them being ridiculously good without Jaw. I wanna say it was like sixteen and two or something like that without him. So it was like they might play better without Jaws. It's just having Jaw on the court is a must because the dude really can't be stopped. So if he if everyone can get flowing with him on the floor, then they're a tough team to beat. Like I said, they're young. Young teams run a lot, man, and their transition is crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I want to see them make it far in the playoffs, and heck, even if you know they can get to the finals, maybe or Jaw winning MVP, they they deserve something out there, in Memphis, because they've definitely been putting in the work, and it shows. But I think I think they're on the right path to right to good things over there, in Memphis.
2: Well, I mean, you know, he you already touched on it. Uh, you know, even with Jaw, they're really good. Without Jaw, they're still really good, and um. Eric, you had touched on this in your last podcast about the aura of a player affecting the team. You know, he has such an energy about him, Ja does, um, that even when he's not playing, they're still winning games. Because a lot of those guys were there the year before. Um, but, you know, I think the energy he brings to that team, whether he's playing or not, it just really causes them to play better. Um, hot take, that dude is going to have injury problems, though. Um, You know, I, and I think he was he just injured again the other day. You know, I, I think that dude is going to have injury problems throughout his career um, because of his play style. So, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I could see him being another Derrick Rose. But do I think they're legit? No, I don't think they're legit yet. I look at them as the Cavaliers. They got a lot of young, good players. Um, They win a lot of games, you know, but I, I, I just don't see them winning a lot of playoff series you know, I've seen a lot of good teams in the regular season and go in the playoffs and then, like, fumble the bag. Uh, so I just don't think they're there just yet. You know, um, uh, regular season, LeBron told me years ago, it don't really matter as much. You know, the dudes who really going to show up, they're going to show on the players. And not to say that Jar won't show up. It's just that um, I don't see them winning a lot of series in the playoffs. I can see them getting out of the first round. But once you get into that second round, teams are game-planning around you. I mean... You know, don't get me wrong, Atlanta had a magical run last year, but I just don't see Minnesota with that run right now. A year or two, if he can stay healthy, 100%.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And it's hard to argue against the lack of results. Um, just to kind of play the devil's advocate a little bit, I do, I don't know. My thing with the regular season, it, it really doesn't matter, but. They've, they've been playing so well that it's hard to count them out for me personally. Um, but, like, you know, we have the Suns as an example, um, and they played really well last year, I think, with the second best they ended behind the Jazz, maybe they ended first, um, but then we saw them get to the finals. You know, you can comment on the situations they ran into when it comes to, you know, injury-prone team. not injury-prone, but facing teams that had to deal with injured players and stuff like that. Um, you know, CP3 ended up going out himself. So, you know, just circumstances, but I feel like the Grizzlies can potentially do something similar to where, you know, they've been playing really well the whole season. Um, It's not like their team is bad because they've been, you know, because of the record and because they've been playing well. Um, I feel like they've beaten both good and bad teams because they've only lost like 13, 16 total, somewhere between there. Um, So for me, it's just that I I can't count them out just because of how well they've been playing. Um, I wouldn't say they're assuring, but. I feel like Western Conference Finals probably will be between either the Suns, the Grizzlies. The Warriors, I want to still give the benefit of the doubt, but with Curry's injury um, and the way they've been playing recently because they've been losing a lot, um, I don't I don't know <laughs> for them. So um, I really do think it's coming down between the Suns and the Grizzlies out of the West. Because so. the Nuggets, while they have Jokic as a team, I don't think they're going to amount to... Well, I, I don't think... They're better than the Grizzlies right now, but to your point, Pat, of playing in a seven game series is a little different. So, you know, when, when the game slows down a little bit, Jokic can dissect them even more defensively on, on offense and whatnot. Um, then that could be a factor. And, you know, that, I could see them losing a series because of that reason. But I don't want to discredit Ja, Desmond Bain, uh, DeAndre Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., like, They've only lost so many games, so it's hard for me to just be like, "Oh yeah, you know, they don't have a chance." Um, which I know you're not saying they don't have a chance, but I-, I give them more of a chance for myself personally to make it far in the playoffs. Um, for myself, I would say, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, I agree. I'm I'm not counting them out at all, but you know, every time they play LA, John puts up career highs. So <laughs> 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 I think LA
2: just took the loss. They I think they tied with our. Pelicans for that last yeah,
0: seed. Yeah, yeah. Did, gonna, did yeah, they lose not, to the Pelicans? Or weren't they just
1: playing them? Yeah. We're not going to talk about those bums, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know earlier you were telling me how they were blowing the Pelicans out. <laughs> they were blowing them out and freaking LeBron was going crazy, but I already know what it is for this team. They could, they could literally make 8-seed 7-seed. It don't matter. They're losing. It's in the first round, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer them not They're to make good. it to the play-in, so I don't got to watch this bullshit. LeBron <laughs> 39,
0: so almost 40.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: Brown probably going for that scoring title at least. That's all, I, that's
1: all I need. That's all I need is him to get his scoring title. Trade AD. We're good. Trade package AD in Westbrook. Get something to where when Brown retires, we're not going to be complete ass. I mean, I'm good. <laughs> get rid of Glassman and no hands. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, but the only other topic I personally had, um, so we talked about the Grizzlies. I wanted to talk about them and see how y'all felt. But um, also, you don't know, have to go super-ass in-depth with this topic, but because I was watching some of the highlights of their last week um, to just get some uh, more insight of what's been going on recently. But the Rockets, um, I kind of wanted to touch based on just how y'all feel with their young players and where they could potentially go. Because um, I know we've, in our episodes, uh, mentioned kind of just like, you know, what teams are good, what teams are bad, how the bad teams are just, you know, at the bottom of the barrel. But um, for the Rockets, even though record-wise they're worse in the league, uh, I don't know if they're worse in the Magic, but worse in the West at least for sure, um you know just the names and potential they have on their team between Jalen Green, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Kenyon Martin jr, uh, Christian Wood and Alperin sangoon and then um, many other players they have but those five mainly I'm um, just curious how y'all feel the Rockets might be going forward like do you think those players from what you've seen or heard it, you know can develop into not necessarily a championship contender, but you know, get back to the playoffs. They have a good little young core there. I'm just curious how y'all feel about the Rockets and the young talent they have. Uh, you go ahead, Pat, I, I yeah,
2: yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, so you know, the, the the young core is actually pretty good with Jalen Green over there and uh, Christian Wood. I know they're paying him a a, a a nice little amount of money, but I mean, I actually like their young core. They seem to be moving more fluidly. Uh, you know, they're, they're scoring better. They've been, like, really good offensively um, over the last few games. So, I mean, you know, if you're a Rockets fan, you put Because they, they kind of bungled some of those trades when they got rid of Rockin'. Um Kevin Porter Jr., you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm still not 100% sure. But I like Christian Wood. I like Jalen Green. Um, but it's still a young core But they've been playing really a lot better Over the last few games So like I said, if you're a Houston fan You, you feel really optimistic right now So I, I like that young core I take it
1: uh, Yeah, the only thing I was Like I said, was saying about the Rockets is, Like I said, individually like, They have decent players And Christian was really good But I don't really see them doing a whole lot of Running for championships With that squad At least Not any time in the near future and whatnot, but I guess you never know, but I don't know. Like I said, Dalen Green at the beginning of the season was complete ass. Like, it was actually hard to watch him at the beginning of the season for me, but recently he's been playing better. Um, Like I said, Christian Wood is good. I'm not too familiar with a lot of their younger guys. I know Kevin Porter Jr. is really solid. I think if you take those good players off of that team and put them in a better system or just a team that needs another dude like that one guy to go through score or something like that i feel like they can make some noise in a better situation but as far as what they got in houston I, I it i can't see it at all like i don't think they have anyone on that team that's capable of 100% carrying the load just yet and i think some of their players are too young to tell if they can make that leap but that's just me. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I don't see it right now. But I feel like if anyone on that team would be that guy, it'd be Christian Wood, because that dude is nasty, man. Like that dude is really good. But I yeah, we'll see. Free John Wall though. We didn't get him up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <Nah>, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I agree with the free John Wall. That, I don't know, that's going out that situation. I don't think anybody does. Unfortunate. Um but Nah, you guys both bring up some really good points. Um, and this, you know, you pretty much answered how I expected to and how I feel about it too. Like it's not a, you know, within the next two three years, I feel like even that's still soon. Um, but just generally speaking, and I think we're kind of all in agreement that you know they have some good talent. Will that talent be, you know, what they need going forward to become a championship contender? Uh, you know, we have to see some pretty big leaps. Um. At least, maybe one of them a superstar, or if all those people I need all turn to like all star caliber players or something like that, then, you know, potentially, but that's a lot to ask. And you just don't know because, like you said, Eric, they're young. Um, so I'm in agreement with all that. I'm just curious because, like Pat was bringing up, you know, lately they have been playing a lot better and, you know, it's offensively been better and just been looking better, you know, even though they've been, have been winning, but just like, yeah. oh, okay, this is a positive thing to look forward to, especially as a Rockets fan, um, which I'm not, but just as Rockets fans, you know, they can say, okay, at least we're not just trash and what are we doing sort of thing. I remember those days as a Suns fan before where it was just like, yo <laughs> what's going on? This doesn't seem like this is gonna change anytime soon. But at least the Rockets, um, the past point, they looked like, okay, you know, I, I, we have some we have something to work with here, sort of thing. Even if anything, they could, you know, potentially do trades with these players developing, getting better, you know, have better trade assets. So I don't know. I just like they're a team to potentially watch, you know, it it'll depend on the development from what I have seen uh, recently especially I, I like the young talent they have yeah him, and Josh Christopher mm. I like him too game. that's NBA for you though there's talent everywhere it just depending on where they're at really if they get the shot yeah. like um, you put Mitch, Josh Christopher maybe think of Damian Mitchell on the Kings he's been playing really well recently too
1: so yeah you never know <laughs>
0: what
1: do you say i say he's a lockdown
0: <laughs> yeah see but you know the Kings are also trash so. <laughs> so, oh
1: yeah yeah, for sure
0: <laughs> Um, but that's not all the topics I had with, in addition to what we already talked about was just the Grizzlies and the uh, Rockets I don't know if Pat if you had any more or Eric if you had anything else you wanted to touch upon before we finish it out nah we covered all my stuff yeah we got all my soccer
2: coo cool coo cool. Oh,
0: That's the case. I'll probably go ahead and wrap it on up. And, um, any final thoughts on anything? Any final things I want to say
1: besides the valley, Rally to valley? Yeah, keep the Lakers off my TV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, hopefully the Knicks get into the lottery and get lucky. Real quick, <laughs> you made me think about something. I know what you're probably going to answer because you're a Knicks fan, but <laughs> do, you, do you think Zion's going to end up there? <laughs> like, of course. For Zion's State.
2: Yo, uh, we we all in. Chips in the middle of the table right now.
1: Don't feed his ego, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I
0: don't He's know if y'all seen to... the. Gym. Yeah, I'm about to say I don't know if y'all seen the recent clips. Well, he actually is doing some more physical activity. So ideally, that's a good sign. Um, obviously, I think we all want to see Zion just play because we've seen what he can do. That I man's a monster. Um, so that'd be nice to have Zion back. We just got Kyrie back full time, so ideally we can get Zion back from injury and playing again too. Yeah, I want to see Zion playing in the right jersey. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. This has been another episode of the Dude Room podcast. Boys, EJ and Pat and myself. Y'all some more basketball. We'll head up on out of here. Appreciate y'all tuning in for this episode.
1: Uh-huh. Peace out, y'all.